Hi and welcome to this episode and it's a very special one today. We have a person that means a lot to me. Uh, he helped me with his music get through a fair few struggles when I was struggling and down and um, today I'd like to introduce to all of my friends and the world because we will be going to Canada with this show to a great musician that's come a long way and his name is Colin Lilly. Welcome Colin. Hey Pete, how are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there buddy, hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, it's so no, exciting to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, the when I first saw you on The Voice, the the thing that struck me about how you go about your music is that you want to tell that story. And then yes, um, when I was in the mental health unit, I'm not scared to say I was in there. It was part of my life and it's probably the biggest change that I've had in 56 years. And then I started to listen to your music again. And there was, in your own personal music, there's more story than doing covers of music. And yes, um, that's one of the things I'd like to talk about today. So, you know, like where you started out of in Scotland, and I think if I've yeah. done my research right, you're an Edinburgh boy somewhere around there. Yeah, just to say Edinburgh. Yeah, and yeah. then how you've got to where you have to today. Yeah. And any of those struggles along the way, because uh, your music is quite poignant about those sort of struggles. So, yeah, it's over to you to have a little bit of a chat for a bit, and then I'll jump in when we need to. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. Scotland is is home, uh, and I thank you very much for your kind words about my songs. I really appreciate that. It's always been about uh, connecting and telling a story, so you can connect. Uh, but musically, things didn't really begin for me until I got to Australia, back home in Scotland, as a very different kind of human being. Uh, I had a real, I guess, I had that upbringing with uh, the hard-working, uh, working town, mining area, you know, the, the kind of thing where I grew up believing that all I wanted to be was a an, an excellent drinker. I wanted to be uh, the top drinker I could possibly be because I thought that's what marked being a man. Uh, And I thought having family early in life was what it meant to be a man. But, uh, yeah, so my life was very, very, very different. It is now. I ended up being in a very violent, abusive life. Alcohol and drugs were the biggest thing. I, I was in love with alcohol and I was in love with drugs. Uh, from a very young age, uh, because I had this this life at home. I had a mother that was always in and out of hospital because she was disabled. She was always in and out of hospital. I have father who was a very angry, quiet man. You know that, yeah. like uh, my cousin, my cousin one time said, "You know that's just how men and boys were then." It's amazing. Uh, it's but, amazing uh, how we. <laughs> We're gro- not groomed. It's not the re- educated to be that because I, I I have a belief that when we're born we're a blank slate. So yeah, there's no yeah. racism. There's no judgment. There's no nothing. And yeah. along that path, we get taught everything that we know. And yeah. listening to the early part of your life, it's it's like this is how your whole you know. Clan, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Accepted, <laughs> accepted manhood. So it's it's going to be a struggle from the outset for you. What about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, got you now. That's perfect. That, yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry, that was. Oh, I should have switched my phone off, but my phone's. Everything's hooked up, so that was just Jacinda just trying to FaceTime me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. And I just gave, oh, I'm you. And she's like, oh, you know. Uh, that's the beauty can, of We can start at the beginning again. No, nah, that's the beauty of editing, mate. I'll just. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. recording this. Oh, you can keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep it in. Yeah, so basically what I was saying was that, you know, we're, we're taught this as kids and then it becomes the expectation 
through yes. young adulthood and then manhood of, you know, what we've seen. And, and you know, like your father was a, a drinker, or, as you said, a quiet, angry man. Yeah. And um, they're the ones that yeah. I never trusted on the football field. <laughs> they're the they're the one, they're the ones they're the ones that you're always told about in the pubs to keep an eye out because I ended up uh, so I ended up at a young age working in bars and clubs yep. because I wanted to get close to my my drug of choice yep. and you know the best place to be but uh, you know it, it took me down a road of like thieving and 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 being a, like a, like doing doing the wrong thing stealing yep. and and uh, lying and and you know being just not a nice human, you know, and not what people not want to be around me uh, because I had this hunger inside me that needed to be fed. Yeah. So I would, whatever I could, I would, I would run around trying my best to, to find a way of grabbing hold of drink drugs and, and even, even women like, you know, like, like the whole idea of, being afraid to be alone, being afraid to know oneself, afraid of loving oneself. So the idea, like, and, and I would say there's a lot, like, I've, I've come to a, a good place with my parents now, uh, and, you know, I've been able to look at my part as their son and not being the best son that I could have been for them. Yep. But at the same time, I was I had my own challenges and my own thing going on, like, you know, and, and it was hard for them. They, they they had an alcoholic, drug addict son who would steal for them, would yeah. rob them, would, yeah. would you know, was doing the things that they felt were not the right thing to do. So my dad struggled with that, and he could only behave and interact in the way that he knew how to. And then that was that's where the clashing came along, like yeah. you know, and you know, and then it escalated, escalated, and escalated, you know. Yeah, and that, that's um, that's a snowball, you know. Like if you look at mine, yeah. wasn't um, in some some ways it was drug related because of the injuries and the you know the high opioid painkillers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then and then when you when you mix them the wrong way, um, yeah. you know, I became very reclusive. Um, found every excuse not to do something. Yeah. Um, and I had that excuse, which was pain. And yeah. um, eventually there was a, a thing at the mental health unit that sparked it off and realised that it's I'm at that age now where I want to give back, I suppose is the yeah. best way, and, and help yeah. others. You know, I know the past yeah. was the past and you, you can never change yeah. that and you can never fix some relationships, and I think yeah. um, you'll you'll see Don pop up on some of my messages. Don Lachance, he's very very similar to you. He's thirty years, yeah. thirty plus years now sober, yeah. and his was alcohol, drug. Um, yeah. Yeah. When he was seven, he tried to murder his father. Um, so it's yeah. it's a tough tale to to hear as well, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the good things about doing these sort of talks is that I don't want to. I want to show people how to, you know, that there is Move light forward, at, yeah. there is light at the tunnel, yeah. and I, I yeah. think, um, and I'm not sure of how you got here, so that'll be a good, good yeah. little yeah. step yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. Is yeah. how you ended yeah. up in in the Alice of, of all places. Yeah. Most people come to yeah. the the main towns. Like I got mates that yeah. I grew up with. That, from Scotland, and they all move to satellite cities or the main towns. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd you get? I think, I think for yeah, I, I, I guess for me, I always was looking for a way out of my life. Hence the reason I was an alcoholic and a drug addict at a young age. You know, yeah. Uh, and you know, it was always a way out because uh, I was a carer. I had to look after my mum. I had to look after my brother. I like and and I took abuse from my dad. So there was that constant care responsibility thing so I was never able to really allow myself the freedom to do what I wanted to do because I was so codependent on the trauma that I was going through and I met this Irish girl who uh, whilst I was working in a club in Edinburgh and uh, she basically showed me a, a different way of 
looking at the world. She threw a, a journal at me one day and she said, right, instead of me using this in an aggressive, angry way, she threw uh, and I started writing. And one day she says, I want to go to do a bit of traveling, go to Europe. So we did Europe. Yep. Uh, and uh, I took a guitar with me to Europe. She says, what are you doing with that? You don't know how to play guitar. And I says, I'm going to learn. <laughs> uh, but, and, but by the time we got back to Ireland, I still couldn't play guitar. Uh, and then she says, well, I want to go to Australia. And I said, and I was so codependent on her. Yep. I was so afraid of not being able to live my own life without her in my life. Yeah, I was creating so much trouble for her, so much drama for her. She was constantly saying, I want to get away from you because she wanted to go to the other side of the world. And when she heard that I was going to go to Australia, she went, oh, okay. And obviously, when we got to Australia, I had the best time ever because I was still drinking, still using, and and she had the worst time ever because I made sure her time was worse because uh, of the kind of human I was then, the individual I was then. You know, my my life was all about uh, chasing Nothing but what and everything, like you know. Yeah, like, uh, I can <laughs> totally agree with that. You know, from from where I was, you know, like six years ago, that's what I felt like I was doing, and I still do that. Um, yeah. And it, you know, like to to do these podcasts and and things like that. That's the challenge for me at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. To to, yeah, to strive. So yeah, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> so like. We, we we ended up in Alice Springs was the last place we ended up on our year's working visa. Yep. Uh, and I'd never sung with a guitar in public. And it was a little bar in Alice. And uh, all that writing and journaling I'd done, I'd been basically uh, uh, writing, writing, writing. I guess poetry, writing what was in the head, just having it come out. So I yep. sang for the first time in Alice Springs. Met a whole load of people that were like, wow, geez, you can sing but you can't play guitar for <laughs> for crap toffee <laughs> you shit at the guitar that's you it. know that was what they were saying like, like would you call it wow you can sing but you can't play guitar for shit you know that was what they were saying and I was saying oh thanks very much so we went back to Ireland and I turned around and said to her I said look I want to go back to Alice Springs because something happened in Alice something happened in Australia for me the, the drive we had come from the Gold Coast, yep. and drove all the way from the Gold Coast to the Red Centre, to Alice Springs, and uh, something happened. Something, something amazing happened. Like it just was this thing where we got to one point, and you could actually see the curvature of the planet. You just got yep. up that bit, and you could see the curvature of the planet. And within me, I had this moment where I said, "Christ, Colin, like you know, you are nothing." in this vast space, this universe. So why the hell are you living the way you are? You need to change the way you're living because at the end of the day, what do you want to leave? What do you want to leave behind? So like that was a moment of changing. Went back to Ireland, came back, uh, never went back to Ireland. The the girl, uh, so were we recording? Yeah. I'm recording the audio, so all right. yeah, I've got all the audio. That'll come Sorry. out. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we uh, so we went back to Ireland, came back. I came back, and I never went back to Ireland after coming back the second time to Australia. I was still drinking heavily. I met my son's mother. Uh, we had a child. Yep. Uh, now back home in Scotland, I've got uh, I got. I was in a relationship for 11 years with a, a lady and, and, you know, I had three kids to her. Uh, I've got a 27-year-old, a 25-year-old, and I've also got a 21-year-old who I haven't seen for nearly, well, like that would be roughly around about, you're looking at 20 years. Yep. I haven't been in their life, haven't been part of their life because of my alcoholism and drinking. Uh, the abuse. Yep. And uh, so I, 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 to get to the point I'm trying to get to is that I had ended up with this life that was very similar to the life I had in Scotland. I woke up in the Todd River after being missing for about three days 
Yep. I don't know what happened to me. I had a big blackout. I used to, when I drank, I would have blackouts. I would wake up and wake up in different parts of Scotland <laughs> in different cities. Uh, I'd wake up, like, you know, not knowing where I'd been. And so this time I woke up with a local Aboriginal lady kicking me in the guts because yep. I think she thought I was dead. <laughs> and I think it was local fella uh, CPR. Yep. Uh, and I woke up, I was bruised all the way down my side where she was kicking me. And she just looked at me and she said, you don't belong here. You know, by that time I had another son. I was in an unhappy relationship. Uh, and I walked and I was going back to my house and I basically said, this isn't the life for me. Something's going to change. Yeah. And during that, I had a lot of people coming at my life before that who were basically indicators and seeds uh, that were probably growing inside of me for a long time. Yeah. But I think the space of the desert allowed me the room to allow those seeds to grow. Yeah. And then when they had grown so much, I couldn't ignore them anymore. No, and it, so I decided at that point to make change. Yeah, and it, it's funny how you said something dropped and it was like me, I've realised how insignificant pain was yeah. in the whole thing of Peter George. Yeah, and that came out from a therapist there that you know she stuck a circle up on the on the whiteboard, put my name in the middle, and said, "Who are you?" Yeah, and I yeah. just said, "I just said I'm this fat, useless, middle-aged bastard that's got nothing to give." Yeah, and she goes, "What got you there?" And I said, "Pain." So she wrote that up yeah. on the board. She said, "What else do you do?" I said, "Oh, I podcast. I play a little bit of guitar." Yeah. and she just kept on writing all these things that I did. And then yeah. when I came up with no more, she turned around and said, "Well." There's Peter George. Where's the pain? Yeah, and that was the that was Moment. the little bing. bing. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. It's 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 a challenge, whichever way you look at it, when you're down yeah. down the wrong path. Yeah, and it's the you know the people that we do hurt along the way that we don't see. Yeah, until later. I like that. Yeah, for a long time, you know we. <laughs> you, you don't want to be the villain of the story. We all want to be the hero. Yeah. We all want to be the hero of our story. But, you know, I've learned that I have been the villain in many people's stories. And whether that comes a level of awakening, yep. a level of understanding, uh, and then self-love, self-healing has yep. to begin. Yep. Uh, I, rem- I remember a, I remember an old fella turned and goes to me once. He says, "Colin, what's the uh, what's the one thing you've taken with you wherever you've went?" You know, and and I was looking at him and I goes, "My wallet, you know, my shoes." Like we went through everything and he looked at me and he went, "No, you are the one thing that you've taken everywhere. So what do you think you need to do?" Yeah. And I flipped and looked at him and I just <laughs> went, "You like." And that was, that was like, to be honest, that was at one of my first ever AA meetings. Yeah. You know? And, like, you know, and, and uh, you know, I used to go to AA meetings and look at people and say, what, a bunch of miserable bastards. Look at them. Whinging at the canny drink. Whinging at the canny do this. And I'd go to AA meetings and I'd go, look at them. They're just flipping real junkies that are unhappy to flipping real that they can't use drugs <laughs> anymore. What? But all I was doing was reflecting me. Yeah. That's all I was doing when I was being angry, when I was being abusive, when I was being the kind of human being that people didn't want around, all I was doing was reflecting what you're saying, the pain. I was reflecting that that struggle and that fear that is always there. That like The fear is never going to go away. My mother used to tell me, you're, you're, you're afraid of your own shadow, Colin. And as I've got older and, and as I've, I've looked at myself, and what, like she's basically described anxiety in the simplest way. Yep. Not depression, but anxiety. Because the, being afraid of my own shadow meant I was too afraid to move forward. Yeah, and you know? that's, that's, uh, that's where I sit. Like there's, yeah. there's days where I'm still too scared to, to walk out the front door, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand that. That yeah. is like you know, the, the, like anxiety. Like, you know, it, it, recently I was diagnosed with having ADHD and 
uh, a thing called FND, functional neurological disorder, yep. due to my abuse and, and and alcohol abuse and drug abuse, which is becoming more it's become more apparent as a I guess uh, as I've got lazy in my growth, yep. you know, because we like growth is that up and down thing, yep. like you know, and and those days like there's like when I met. My, my wife now, like, you know, just, I would stay in the house. And the, the only days I would really do anything was when I had my son yep. or if we were, if she was coming over. Uh, but I didn't want to get, like, get in the man cave and stay there. And because, and, you know, what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? You know, I've, I've I, like, when, like, I was at that stage, it was the realisation that I had been the villain. And, you know, like, I was trying to find, you know, how I could move forward for that like you know so yeah. i understand what you're saying about being afraid to go out in the big world yeah. it's scary it's yeah. a horrible place at times and, and then <laughs> and then you do something absolutely mind-blowing is start to become what i classify a, a very very good performer thank you in, in, yeah. in, in front yeah. of people because <laughs> like I, I got nervous in front of 10, 10 people playing football you know like it, and you're heading over to Nashville you know like it's it's yeah. huge steps yeah huge steps yeah like I have to be honest uh, when I first got sober I had a mate that has offside who was playing in Alice yep. he basically said oh look my offsider's gone do you want to sing a couple of songs on a Sunday with me? And I was like going, oh, yeah, all right. And I, this was me getting sober at the very beginning. Yep. Uh, and I was sitting up there, sit, and I didn't really know how to play guitar. And he says, just hold the guitar, and if you don't, just stop. Don't Just don't stop singing. Just don't stop singing. <laughs> stop playing the guitar, but don't stop singing. And I remember being up there absolutely sweating, like sweating and absolutely feeling broken like you know absolutely broken uh, and w- nothing was going to move f- me forward at, at that point uh, yeah. but you know I kept going back on a Sunday then Shawnee basically said look I got this other gig we're doing this other gig and I went oh wait a minute mate like what do you mean we're doing another gig got another gig uh, yeah. and then I would get <laughs> paid for that gig and then he left town yeah. and basically I said what am I going to do and I had a good friend that turned around and said See all those things you've been writing down? See if we can put some music to them and yep. we'll record some of that stuff. Uh, and then from that point on, it was more about, because it was put to me that if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. And I'm still going to be left in a position where I'm I'm not really fulfilling who I am. So, yeah, yeah it's, I still, I'm, I'm still absolutely petrified. <laughs> it, it's, it, I, it's, I'm absolutely, like, I love what I do. Yeah. Pete, I love what I do. I, ever since I was a little boy, I, going to church, I yep. sang in church. Yep. I sang, church was a place where I could feel free to sing, you know? Because my dad wasn't really one for noise in the house. He didn't yep. really like the noise in the house. And if I was too noisy, it would set him off. Yeah. Uh, so I, lo- I always loved singing at school. It was something, it was one of those subjects that made me feel like I didn't have to worry about everything else because I was useless at school because now I know I have got ADHD. Yeah. You, the whole zoom, zoom, zooming zoom, around, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. keep up with me or don't bother. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and it's like, well, I've got to go, like, yeah. that's it. So, and people, like, as I've got older, people have always went, oh, that Colin, he's really intense. Yeah. And, like, you know, and, and you know, I mean, I'm a lot bit like I've let before I got to the point of uh, where I am now, I'd learned self mechanisms. And when I got told I had this condition, I had somebody say, Oh, well, you've dealt with it this far in your life. You're not going to have to do anything else. Like, and I'm going, Oh, wait a minute. This is a growing point. This, yeah, is, this, is, this is that day. next, that next, yeah, right up the hill. Yeah. And, and the yeah. one that really, now that I've, I've heard more of your story, the one that really, Shocks me because you can always, always find that you can go to somewhere small, do yeah. what you want to do, and you're still yeah. a little bit insignificant. You're not. It's it's going to be friends that you know in the Atlas that are going to be at the pub that are going to say, "Oh, well done, Colin. Yeah. Good on you. Well done." Yeah. But that yeah. next step you 
that I saw you took was the voice. Yeah. That that to me, um, you know, like everybody gets up there on that stage and they look scared. But did the how hard was that for you to do? Something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I've done. I'd I'd, I'd travelled around the country, up and down. I'd I'd supported the. uh, a lot of well-known artists, uh, like, and, and and pushed myself up the coast and stuff, uh, and even including Jacinta when she was a musician. I supported her in her band and got yep. to meet some incredible people that way. But the voice was one of those things. I didn't want to do the voice. I was like, oh, I'm not doing the voice. I'm yeah. a singer-songwriter. I'm an artist. <laughs> but my manager at the time, my manager who I had at the time, basically uh, looked at me and he said, "Look, Colin, uh, do you want to take?" A chance. And now, taking chances for somebody like me who is so wired with anxiety and yep. is, and letting go, there's no such thing as uh, a chance. <laughs> let, 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 let go. Yep. Let go. I'm, like, I'm holding on to things that I had when I was five, like, you know, yep. uh, still. But, you know, so it was one of those things that I went, okay, then I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. I'll trust what my family's saying and I'll go for it. But it was frightening. But what it gave me, and it was a lot of people go, "Oh, the voice is a terrible show." They treated it was the best. They treated me beautifully, yep. uh, and it gave me the opportunity to know that I can do it at that level. Yeah, I can do it at that level. I, if I push myself and I and I, I do everything that I've been taught, and I sit back and I take the time and I believe and I, I, I look at my higher power and I ask my higher power for that support. Yep. Uh, nothing, nothing in this world can't be done. Yeah, There's and, nothing. And that's, you know, like, I, I, you know, it's funny. I look at, uh, and I don't look at it in a, in a negative way. It's just that how I yeah. wasn't brought up. I wasn't brought up as a religious person <laughs> at all. Like, I, I, I yeah. got, you know, kicked out of uh, Sunday school for telling the yeah. teacher to fuck off, you know, basically. That, yeah. <laughs> at five. <laughs> Where did yeah, your son yeah. learn that from? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so, but there's the likes, and, and I'll go a little bit down the political path here just for a minute, and it's 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 yeah. not hard. I don't think, even though he may have made some errors, Scott Morrison wouldn't have got through those three years without the belief in a bigger power. Yeah. Because he could, yeah. he, he could, he could separate himself at home when he had to, yeah. and then he'd go for that solace on a Sunday to church. Yeah, and and I think you know it's like Don. He's he's quite religious, and he finds that warmth and comfort. Yeah, in that, and I think a lot of people yeah. do, and we we criticise too many people for doing that, and that's that yeah. to me is to me is weird, but. You know, I, like, I, I, yeah, I think being a creative kind of individual, I can't take. I believe I can't take credit for everything that I produce that comes from me. Yeah. I believe it comes from somewhere else. There's like a conveyor belt up there, and yeah. now and again I can grab things, you know. And I'm lucky enough that I can translate what I've been given and put it out to the world, like you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, but for me, my like my higher power is all about. You know, when I was trying to get really so this this bottle of water would have been my higher power at one point. Yeah. This just to sit there and focus on that so I could get through the struggle, the pain, the fear, the anxiety, the hurt that I was feeling that was making me want that I was feeling, and that's the word, what I was feeling, because that with the feeling was what made me want to go and drink made me want to go and use. Yeah. So it gave me that breath, that space, and it still does give me that space to basically be the better version of that I can be each day. Like, you yeah. know? And the, the big thing, you know, I suppose this question just comes out of a little bit of vanity for me, but when <laughs> the first person turned, did you see it and feel it or did you just keep singing? I just kept singing, yeah, because I was I was lost in the moment, like you know. For yep. me, it, it, like you walk onto that stage, it's dark, you yep. can't see anything. You can see the chairs, but then you know, like I, I, for me, it's about just being me, 
at that time. Afterwards, it's about the connection. But yeah. when I'm on stage, it's all about being the best I can be right there, right, right then, you know? Yeah. And, and that, that's what it's about for me. And that's like um, the song that um, probably says it all is Give Thanks. That you wrote. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that does. That's that that, that. that's you. That that yeah. that is all just you saying here's here's my stake in the ground. Yeah. You can run with me or or not. That's how I, I, I felt with with Gid Fanks. Yeah. It was just this yeah. line in the sand, here we go. I'm gonna tell yeah. it as I see it. Yeah. I mean I was I was very Thank you for that. I, I, I wrote that song while I was out in the desert driving, yep. uh, feeling completely isolated uh, and having a moment where it was like, ah, this is what I loaded. Like, what am I doing? And then all of a sudden, this that that silence came up with give give thanks. Yep. And I remember when I came home with that song, uh, Jacinta was like, the wife was like, what is that? And she went, and I said, like that, because I believe my first that first album, Glass Homes, is very much that punch bringing out everything that was the struggles and the pain and the fighting that was going on, the internal arguments and that, uh, and it's that punch. Uh, and then as I've progressed and I've moved on, I've tried to craft, become a craftsman with my songwriting, yeah, and but there's still a big element of punch. You know? And it's, you know, like um, you're my first artist on Tune In Tuesday. <laughs> i got to try to say that one. All the music that, like, I can't, I, I can play a few chords and I can't sing for shit, but growing up, <laughs> growing up, we listen, you know, you sit down with mum and dad and their friends when you're a little kid and you listen to musicals and, you know, yeah. like, even Punish with... Demis Roussos and Nana Muscuri. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Nana Muscuri. Yeah, Nana Muscuri. Mum loved Nana Muscuri. So you get pounded yeah. with those, but you, you get yeah. this broad spectrum of, of music yeah. under your belt, and I've, I've never yeah. stopped loving it. And, you know, there's music throughout time that it always hits a pitch, and, um, and that's probably um, give thanks. That was the first one I heard in. The, the mental health unit, and then right, the, oh, yeah. yeah, and then the wall was was the next yeah. one, and yeah, right, oh. and yeah, I could relate to being that little boy in the in the video, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and yeah, you know, like it, it's taken me a lot. I, I thought I was going to cry with some of the, some of this today because it just brings back so many <laughs> memories, and yeah, and then um, to me. Your anthem is yeah broken. Yeah, how, how did you come about that? Yeah, broken. Thank you. The, it, broken was one of those songs that I guess uh, I co-wrote that song with a couple of guys down in Melbourne. Yep. I went for a trip. I was touring, uh, and I managed to get uh, a, a co-write with with this this fella called Pip Norman, uh, and we sat down and we just talked, and we just shared different stories and the the one common story that came out of the, the whole thing was the fact that uh, men mostly in general men uh, and, and young men uh, like would you call it teenagers it's yeah. like the communication thing is something that we we don't do and because of that the sense of feeling broken becomes a bigger and, 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 and more intense thing and I love the, the, the analogy of it broken for me is the Japanese take a beautiful vase that might have been broken yep. and then they repair it by using gold that gives it more wealth yep. and more worth. Uh, and for me, I feel that that's what our lives are. Yeah. Our lives are that same thing is that we basically can sit down uh, and be broken, but then we get moments of gold given to us and if we take those moments of gold, we can become something of more worth yeah. and something better. 
but it, it, it's you have to be ready to hear it yeah, and listen. Yeah, uh, and that's that's one of the mottos that I have with the podcast yeah. and the Pete George experience, and eventually out of the cave, which will focus on just men's mental health and yeah. programs that I can do to try to promote that. That's what out of the cave will end up being. Yeah, but if you if you've got something in front of you that you don't know you've got. And that's where that's yeah. where all of this sparks off, you know. Yes. And it just it's a it's a tough tra- it's a tough trail to walk. Yeah. But on yes, that is. And I'm glad I've walked it. And yeah, people, that's good. You know, like I was I was only tablets away from dying. Yeah. Right? I, I I I've I've like you was in the in the river. Yeah. I can't remember days. Yeah. And, you know, some of the weird things is I can remember sitting sitting down talking to someone that wasn't even there, reaching for cups of coffee yeah. that wasn't even there. <laughs> I got thrown at a pub once because I was arguing with myself and my mother <laughs> and the barman says, you got to go, mate. And I says, I'm going to give him a kick in. That fella there, and it was me, I was arguing with myself and my mother. So like, no wonder I got thrown at the pub. <laughs> Yeah. Like at least I was in in a, in a semi nut house talking to myself. Like, yeah. No, I was in a pub. I was like, yeah. "See you, pal. I'm going to take you." And, but you know that must have. That, I believe. I feel and believe that that was my higher power yeah. talking to me and going, "Mate, you need to have a word with yourself." Yeah. You know, but I wasn't ready to have yeah. an honest word with myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, it's just that thing where I, if you go back to broken, it's that thing of being able to ask. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, and I think uh, what we are afraid to ask those questions when people are hurting, and we can see they're hurting because sometimes we don't know how to deal with rejection. If somebody says, yeah. "No, nah, go away, f off," yeah. But well, I think once you've you've done the work yourself, you you can you can deal with that, yeah. and you know what to say. Yeah, I got to give me one of my episodes an unashamedly plug here, and it's. It's called the social contract of mental illness, and it's all around yeah. are you okay day and, and asking that question. And yeah. like I'm okay with it because I've been there. You're probably okay because you've been down the path and you understand how to weave that path. But if yeah. it's just you know the average person down the street and they say go up and ask someone are you okay, no one's taught yeah. them to handle the good consequent or the bad consequent. And that's where, <laughs> come, that's where I've come up with the social contract. You know, like, what if yeah. you said to me, Pete, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. And went home yeah. and took me life. How are you going to cope yeah. with that? That's the, yeah. that's the nuts of the social contract. And that's yeah. where I love the story of Broken because it breaks it down into its simplicity yeah. through a story. Yeah. And um, I've actually told... In the in the tune in Tuesday, how you actually did it, which I thought was pretty cool. So it's yeah. really with Instagram and, and and all of that, and doing yeah. it remotely. But yeah, yeah. it's and we did, and released it during COVID as well. That yeah. was a big thing. I was like, should we release this song during COVID? And 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 then it was like, well, how do we do a clip in that? And you know. I felt it was the right time to release it, but yeah. so many people said, oh, you wasted that. You should have released it after COVID because no. it's such a good song. And I was like, well, it's only for the people that know me, yeah. really, and want to hear me and want to listen to me that would have got it, yeah. you know, and, and, and understood it, yeah. you know. And, so. and, and to me, that song should be used in a mental health campaign. That's, that's how strong yeah, the message is. You. You know, yeah. like as I said earlier, you know, your, your storytelling is, is second to none. <laughs> and and that's what I like, you know, like you have a look at some of the people that you uh, went up and down the coast with, like Diesel, I think you did, James yeah. Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like... Busby Maroon with it. Yeah, well, James, James Rain, Australia Crawl, we were going to pubs having $10 jugs, you know, like watching yeah. those boys play on a Saturday <laughs> night. And the same with Diesel. You know, yeah. like I've photographed yeah. those boys. So you have yeah. the, the words, I have the pictures. So <laughs> as, as a photographer, you know, like, yeah. and you were saying that there's a higher place. That higher place for me is Bali. 
Yeah, right. I, I go to Bali and I I get involved. I, I get invited to their Galangan festivals or any of their festivals. I dress up and and I tell the story of, of the people. So yeah. it's 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 yeah. just an enjoyment. That's my enjoyment when I I go away. People say, "Oh, you should be taking more photos." I said, "No, I've got to do it when I'm right." And there's got yeah. to be, I've got to be able to tell a story along the way, and that's that's what I yeah. do. But yeah. So what is Colin Lilly up to these days? Now that you've oh, come along yeah. a, a tough <laughs> journey. Yeah, I think uh, like. So the the past couple of months has been all about Jacinta, all yep. about my wife and her job and her basically getting into the position she's in. Uh, we've run a few, I, I, I run a few hiccups with that now and again because of her work, because yep. uh, we live in a world where people make assumptions, and I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that. I make assumptions. <laughs> my kids will tell you exactly what they're saying, <laughs> what I'm like making assumptions. But, you know, uh like Jacinta and I, we've tried to separate our work yep. as much as we could uh, because there's so many people that dislike what she says and what she does. Yep. And then they go, well, you are with us, so you must feel the same. And I'm going, oh, you're making, like, what do you call it? Like, and I have to put it in a way that you've got a partner. Does your partner like the same ice cream as you like? Or do they like the, yeah. the what's their favourite colour in that? And the thing that makes... Jacinta and I relationship so strong and so good is that, you know, she's from Alice Springs and I'm Scottish, you know, so there's a constant debate yeah. of things and us working on that debate. Yeah. You can't uh, get two stronger heads growth. like that, can you? A strong Indigenous <laughs> so woman like, and a Scotsman, geez. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, 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 uh, we have our, we have our, uh, Moments, but you know, it's my what my job's been as her husband is to support her in the last few months yeah. to be a husband yeah. and and do what a husband does, and that's support, uh, regardless if we agree on everything or we don't agree on everything. And and so we've we've been spending that time being. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time trying to get used to a new job and trying to get the family getting comfortable with it yep. but uh, this week I fly off to Nashville yep. uh, I was in the process of getting a working visa but it just went just I've got to come back earlier from the trip uh, to for my interview with the uh, US consulate yep. and get the stamp boom. but I'm off to Nashville next week for some showcasing yep. uh, for the Americana Fest then yep. I come back I'll get my, my visa so then I'll work at getting some gigs uh, later in the year, and then I have uh, a few gigs organised for the coast here in uh, Australia. Yep. Then in where we're around about March, I have uh, Port Ferry. Now, have you, ever, Ferry have you ever been down to that? That's the first time I'm yeah. really excited about that. It's, I've been, it's I've an been trying to get that. Oh. Victorian, we used to go down there every now and again. It's a it's a oh. great festival. I have been chapping at the bit to get that festival, and I was so looking forward to being able to watch uh, Kim and Jay Roach. Yep. But sadly, he passed That's, away. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have to, I'm a bit sad about that, but you know, I'm really excited to be going there. And then there's talk of me doing a small halls tour in the WA, which we've just got to finalise that. Yep. Uh, and then, fingers crossed, I'll be back across to the States doing some. Uh, work over there uh, in LA and uh, back to Nashville for some co-writes and reconnecting with the people that I've connected with and try to get some work. So that's the plan, but plans go and and they come. And so at the moment, that's what we're looking at doing, maybe for the next, from now up into the mid next year. And that's quite good. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's, it's excellent. You deserve everything you get. Um, you know, you, you've, you. you've put in the effort, you've put in the hard yards of addiction yeah. and, 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 and yeah. got to yourself to a place where, um, you know, to, to be honest, some people you look at them and you go, oh, they're still struggling externally. Yeah. You can see it, but yeah. uh, you, yeah. I think you've got the outlets and the support. <laughs> I know. 
yeah, no, we still struggle. Yeah, <laughs> we still, struggle. We still struggle, and 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 I've got good friends, and I've got a good support network, and I can and there's, I can always go and meet friends no matter where I am in the world, yeah. uh, and go and hang out with them. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, for me, it's it's like you know. Uh, and if those people listening in Canada are looking to bring Colin Lilly over, I'm happy. Just just give me an address and I'll be there. Well, well, uh, well Don's, so, a, you know. Don's a muso as well. He's a, he's a drummer. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, if he's been a wee bit of guitar and vocals, Don, I'm happy to come over, mate, and uh, hang out with you. We can, we, can, we can go and do a few things. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's, he's still the same. He, they were here yeah. in about six, seven years ago, and it was New Year's Eve. And we were, you know, we were having a drink and there was loud music and that was a trigger and he had yeah. to get outside and we just calmed it down for yeah. him and, and got him back yeah. on track, you know, like yeah. the, the people that you love are more important than a drink and loud music. Yeah, that's and, it. And yeah, the, I think, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, the I know we've only met here on and chatted online, but... Yeah. You know, Any time you're on the case, man. If you want to call in, you call in. It's oh, definitely. Yeah, do. The, the, the house is, <laughs> you can hear me bad guitar playing, mate. Yeah, I pluck yeah. a guitar will, with five will, thumbs. Yeah, I will say. I will say this: that uh, I, I came to the conclusion that uh, that people are saying, "Oh, what do you? How do you measure success, Colin? Uh, what, what do you see as being successful?" And I, and, I, and I say to them, "Well, being the kind of human being I am." Yeah, uh, I'm finding the more uh, successful I get with the music, the further away I'm playing from the bar. So, like, yeah. the further away I play yeah. from the bar, I'm doing all right. Like, you know, that, so that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, here's here's one 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 last serious question. If there was another Colin Lilly out there at seventeen, yeah, what would you like to tell him? Well. I guess we would hope that he would want to sit and listen to me because I know at 17 I didn't know what to listen to anybody. Yeah, that's the, that's uh, the big choice, isn't it? I was a, a big ass. Uh, I, you know, like, at the moment, so I've, I've got a stepson who I love dearly. He's, an, he's the oldest one. He just sent us, but he's definitely in that path of uh, he wants to do it his way and yep. he'll do it his way. And no matter what what advice anybody can give him, and what kind of love uh, we want to give him, he will do it his way. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote a song called "The Headlights" uh, for him. Okay. Uh, and I guess it's for anybody who's willing to to just listen. Uh, I think for me, it's I would say to myself, I say, look, there's a lot of forest out there. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of darkness out there. Uh, you need to start getting comfortable sitting on your own and be comfortable with self. Yeah. And the minute you start realizing how comfortable you can be with self, the, the less you're going to want to be uh, trying to be something more than you're not. Like, yeah. You know, I think that was a, like. You know, it's the quiet times that scare me the most. Yeah. When I was younger, now it's those times I relish. I'll relish those quiet yeah. times, uh, and because now it's it's all about enjoying those times. You know, enjoying the quiet times because you know yeah. if you don't enjoy the quiet, like, and and another thing I will say, I, I would say is that enjoy the hard, painful times. Yeah, because when you enjoy those times, you realise when life's good. It's good because be life is good. It's yeah. brilliant. So that's the thing. That's I would say that like, that would be something I'd give myself at, at seventeen. Enjoy the pain. Yeah. Enjoy the struggle because when this, when you're not struggling and you're not feeling that pain, you will know what is good about life. Yeah. You will know what is good about life. Well, my. New great friend from the Alice Springs, um, and and you're an inspiration to me. I, I, I won't hide the fact, you know. Like, thanks, Pete. And I hope this conversation inspires others to find their lane. I put out a post a while ago. How do you find your lane on on Facebook? I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. 
I could not find it. You know, I'd worked for myself. Yeah. I was a successful photographer. I'd successful salesperson. Yeah. And when I started to come okay, I just thought, what's my lane? And then I went to school to study screen and media and yeah. as I've, I've told them at school, I can tell them here now, you know, when you're teaching the teacher and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gave yeah. that up, but I've, I've continued to try to write some short screenplays. Yeah. Around mental health. So I'm starting to find me lane and doing this. I love doing it, even though. Yeah, wow, that's great. Um, even that's though so good. before we started, I, I think I went and had about 17 nervous peas. <laughs> 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 it was like back playing footy again. Hang on, Casey, I've got to go to the bogger. But yeah, it was. It, it, I, I still get nervous, but once I get into it, I'm okay. And well, it's because you care. Yeah. If you didn't have the nerves, it would mean you didn't care. Yeah, and that's what I, that's how I do it when it comes to my performances. Yeah, and yeah. I all I'd like to say is thank you for taking the time. I know it's um, precious time when you're yeah. starting to move forward and get on to Nashville and things like that. And yeah. um, I'll, I'll, if we talk in 12 months' time, I'll remind you when Father's Day is next time. That was my fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I, like, I've, been, I've been that involved in calling. I'd completely forgot. And, and it wasn't until I went, oh, no. Like, you know, and I was like, oh, but yeah. So to all the dads out there, I hope you had a beautiful Father's yeah. Day and I hope the love was full. I will, I will go back to that, being the teacher in the, the, the classroom, to simplify it for me, for me to understand yeah. what you were saying there. Somebody turned around and says, you can meet one asshole in a day, yeah. but it, and you, or you can meet ten assholes in a day. Yeah. If you meet one asshole in a day, you've met an asshole. If you've met ten assholes in a day, who's the asshole? Yeah. That, very, very true. That, <laughs> very true. And that's what I and became. That was me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not in the sense that I was nasty or aggressive to people. Yeah, it's just no, not, no. I it was kept just, on pushing people away. Yeah, that's it. You're like, you, you know, yeah. you're not having them. You're not. So that was something that, and I heard that. I went away and I, you know, I, I like it took me. You know, that was a slow thing. It was like you know when some when the right things come, they take a long time to come into your head. Yeah, you know. And that was one of those things that took a long time. It took me about a week until I saw that person again. I went, hey, you were calling me an asshole because of the resentments I was holding and me pushing everybody away. So, wow. And it was like, yeah, great. So, yeah. So I'm really grateful that you've had this time and we're sharing and and I look forward to talking to you in 12 months. But before then as well. Oh, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So... um, yeah, so once again, thanks for um, coming on to the, the Pete George experience. Um, yes, been great. <laughs> you've seen zipping across the bottom there, Colin's website, which is colinlilly.com.au, and you can find his music on Spotify, YouTube, and I left off SoundCloud, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, and Apple Music. Apple and, Music and, and all, all, the, all the platforms. So there, all of that will be yeah. in, in the notes for, for today. Yeah. And, and Facebook and Instagram and just yeah. say hello. And yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing about the I'll tell you one thing about Colin. He does respond. He does respond if you if you put a comment, you know, he, he gives you a little love heart or, or whatever. There there's yeah. there's always that connection with the people that are helping him to get to yeah. his goal. And I believe, mate, you will get to that goal without a problem. So thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. And Thank you very much for having me. Hope you enjoyed your time. I did. It, was, it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. It was really, <laughs> really, really nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and 